So how can someone go from working 16 hours a day to four hours a week whilst having a challenging disease and only attracting A players and done right with both integrity and consistency? Well, George Maressa has not only turned passion and ideas into significant profits, but he's also become the go-to person in his industry that connects the world's best people together. So remember to hit follow on this podcast and subscribe to the Business Excellence channel on YouTube. Let's do this. Have you gone from 10 hours of work in a day to four hours a week or is it 16 hours a day? It was about 16 hours. It wasn't always like that. I think uh, during COVID, um, there was a massive um, demand for what we do. Um, obviously, there's less people spending money uh, on travel and leisure. And <clears throat> most of it was just spent on Amazon. Um, and a lot of our clients are those who sell on Amazon. And there was a huge demand for kind of what we did. And obviously, you can't leave the house. So there's nothing else to do. So <laughs> just ended up working most of those uh, hours. Um, um, yeah, so it went 16 hours. Um a day pretty uh, much at a computer at a computer structuring your business yeah and now you're doing four hours a week about that yeah how what's the secret um get yourself a disease that <laughs> that stops you from working um that no, well there's more to it actually so i think um it got to a stage where we had some real growth pains at that point um i think um and that was when i noticed and that's when i knew i needed some help what were the growth pains what? um so um, um Massive amount of new clients coming on board. All right, so influx of new customers. Yeah, and then we didn't have as much um, support to actually um, service those customers. So it meant I had to kind of get involved and actually do the day-to-day account management, plus manage all the relationships, plus train and support those new members of the team to kind of do the job too. So it, I was the bottleneck and everyone came through me, um, and that was kind of a big issue. Yeah, you see, a lot of people have got the reverse of that challenge where they, they want to get more and more new customers. Yeah. But I, I've seen it, I've felt it, I've, I've interviewed loads of people that have, have had too many customers and it is a painful period. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's make or break. It can destroy you. Why? Well, it's all about reputation at the end of it. I think um, if you don't service them well enough um, and you don't look after them, um, you, the word will spread about you. Um, and Quick. I think very quickly and I think that's the one did thing. it start happening to you no <laughs> I didn't let us I was working 16 <laughs> hours a, uh, a day I was just like this isn't going to happen to me I'm going to make sure you know everyone we look after we're going to do as best as we can to support them and if there were some relationships that didn't work out the way we wanted it to we wanted to go above and beyond just to ensure we finished well um, but then again at that point it was a boom so Everyone was buying on Amazon. The number of the, the, the conversion rates, so the percentage of people actually going on Amazon to buy in was a lot higher than usual um, because there was that additional disposable income people could um, use on Amazon. So um, it was really hard to mess it up at that time. So, right. um, yeah. Really powerful phrase that it can destroy you. Did yeah. someone teach you that or did you just. No, because it almost happened. <laughs> That's right. It accumulated and it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Yeah, it was too much. I couldn't sleep at night and um, uh, I, I was addicted to my emails and whatever came in. And I, I, don't, I don't know where this rule came from, but I just had this idea if someone emails me, I have to respond straight away just to ensure 
he's to be fair it's you know a quick reply in speed of communication is not a bad idea really is it no it's not it's not but when it gets to a point where i think um there's certain clients that we worked with that kind of abused that relationship and kind of kept going and stuff but anyway that was just one element of it i think um uh it's it's, it's it had an impact on my health uh, massively and i know this is kind of one of the big reasons why um <clears throat> i have what i have now um which is inflammatory bowel disease uh, right. i think um do you think that, that was caused from starting your business and being stressed? I think it was. I think that was one of the um, what, one of the reasons why. It kind of. What's it like running a business with a disease? Um, just manage it, I guess. Like I think over time you get used to dealing with it. And I think there's different people with different diseases and illnesses. Right. I'm fortunate in the. So so I'm really fortunate because if I if I go back, so basically what happened is. You, you you ask the question of oh people want more business and they want that and that, and that was me for years so I've I've been doing it for thirteen years now so when I initially started doing this we, I wasn't getting much work in it was we were doing mostly Google ads I knew how to do Google ads really well because a friend of mine I uh, worked with him and he kind of helped me understand and learn the whole platform and I knew at that point I was like right this is going to change my life this is completely going to change my life so which this, bit which bit okay so, this? okay so. He he brought me in to do sales because I was working at a sales company. But I was awful at sales. I was so bad. Like I, 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 the first call I picked up to to do a code call, I was I was so nervous. I just hung up on the guy. Right, <laughs> right. So I hung up on the guy. But then the guy called back. No, he called back and this, he went. This was your first call. First, his name was Wayne. Right. You call and, and and then he called back and then he's like. Uh, what uh, What was his business? Do you remember? Because we've got to make sure he listens. To oh, this. I wish I can't remember. Literally, because because Simon, my, my, my ex, my side, si, he he put his number in. He said, "Call that number and tell him Google ads." So I called and I was like, "Hi, is this um, like?" Is this the company owner? He went, yeah. And I was like, oh, um, and I hung up. And he, he called back and he goes, did you just call me? And I was like, and I was like yeah. And he <laughs> went, um, why do you hang up? And I froze and then he hung up on me and I was like, this is just awful. So anyway, so that was my life for about a month trying to do this sales call and it wasn't working. And I saw like the what he's called an account manager, right? And this for me was the dream. And this guy called Nick, he would walk into the office, right? Speak to no one. He's got his headphones on with a coffee, sit down on his desk and just work away until lunchtime. I'm quite introverted. So in the mornings, I don't like to talk to anyone. So uh, in my mind, I was like, this is the dream job for me just because of that, because he didn't have to speak to anyone. He just got on with his work, lunchtime, goes to lunch and then he's a bit more chat in the afternoon. So I was like, right. So I was like, right. So a few people asked Simon if we can... um they, they can move into account management and he absolutely ripped them and said no way but I had a friendship with him as well so I was like right let me let me try so I went over and I was like is there any chance I could do account management and he went yeah and I knew from that point that's it my life why did you think changed. he said yes to you uh, we had a good relationship outside of um, alright that. so, so we had one common so thing so you weird in on friendship friendship yeah yeah. Um, so I leveraged that but, um, but so we knew each other from a Christian organization. So we do a lot of work with young people. So right. um, that's our hearts and passion. So we share that same um, interest. So um, anyway, so uh, did that. And then he put me into account management. And then what happened is his like retention of the staff weren't that good because he was like, he, he really didn't know what he was doing at the time because he was quite new to it. it, it like, I was quite new to it. We were quite fresh, right? So 
people weren't stick around as long. So it got to a point where I was around longer than everyone. So when people left, I obviously had the pickings of the accounts that they had. So I was just taking the biggest accounts, the biggest accounts. And by, by the end, I had uh, most of the biggest accounts the company had. So at that point, I kind of really understood that, it all. That, that's quite a good thing, though, isn't it, for the, the people listening? You hang around long enough, you'll accumulate all the good stuff. I mean, there's so many young people now, I always hear them say, oh, I want to move into a career, I want to start something. I'm like, no, find someone who, whatever you want to do, find someone who's really good at it and go work with them. Um, even volunteer for a bit. And a lot of people don't like to hear that, but volunteer because you're going to really pick up skills. You're not going to learn anywhere else. Um, and that's what I was so fortunate enough to do. Like, I was able to not only pick up the theory from Google that not many people really understood at the time. It was not in textbooks. It was too. It was moving too fast for anyone to write uh, write on it and keep up to date. But I was actually able to apply a lot of what I was learning. And then Google will come out of a new beta, and and we were able to test it. And then we can straight away know if it works or it doesn't work. So we were at the cutting edge of really being able to move at the pace that Google's moving at. Um, and then and then it got to a point when I was with Sai, I was like, right, um, I could probably do this on my own now. And I had a few, like, there was a few moments when I was like, saw some opportunities and they weren't like taken far enough. Like, I think it was a lot of code calling. And then one day, Sai did this email marketing campaign and it brought in probably four or five X, whatever we made in a month through that one campaign. What, and I was, what was so good about that campaign? It was email marketing. It was literally, we found a list of a, a whole load of Google Ads account owners. Um, and we just emailed them to say, hey, do you want, um, uh, do you need any help? So we went from, you know, calling a few, I don't know, like a few hundred a day with a whole load of a sales team to emailing out thousands and thousands of people. And this is, you're talking 2010, right? So we sent out these email campaigns and I was like, dude, do, do it again, do it. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do it again. So I was like, oh my goodness, it's like money on the floor here. So that happened and then the company moved to Brighton and it was the commute was kind of taking its toll on me and I was working with the Christian charity as well. So I was doing that part-time and kind of, I really enjoyed that and I didn't want to give that up because it had like a real sense of purpose in it. So I was doing that and then at that point, and then, and then when he was kind of looking to sell the business, I thought this is when I need to kind of go it alone. And um, I set up a company because I, I, I studied business management at uni. So I knew I kind of had to set up a company and mess around with that kind of stuff. So I set it up, put it as dormant, like wasn't doing anything with it. And then um, a few months later, I bought some supplements, right? Oh, what's his name? Oh, his name is David. This changed my life, this guy. Absolute legend. Bought some supplements and it came really like like this this man like like in a, in a state it came through in a state through the post so i, I messaged the company and said look this is uh, sort of pictures this is how your products have come through on the post um they're great but like half of it i can't even use etc etc and then the owner emailed me back and said i'm really sorry this has happened if you have any issues or any questions just feel free to give me a call so i called him and he was really nice i picked up we discussed kind of what he was doing and I said, look, you're great, but this is the issue. He goes, well, I'm going to sort it out. And I said, brilliant. And at the end of that conversation, I asked him one question. How is your Google Ads account doing? And he went, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> and I'm so glad I asked him because he, like, he really went off on one and started telling me kind of all the things he's got wrong with it. So I said, look, let me do an audit for you. And it's completely free of charge. I just want to see if I can help. Did the audit. There was obvious obvious issues in the account and obviously just for me i've been doing this for three years this is like 
and then you're asking me to set up a Facebook account for someone. It was just like, I was spotting these issues like no tomorrow. And then so I uh, put them out, showed him the issues. And then um, he went, okay, I'll give you a shot for one month. And I was like, yes. So I kind of put my company back up and it was already set and it was already there um, um, and active. So um, 500 pounds a month. And I was like, come on, this is, this is, um, this is brilliant. So I was like, the account came on after a month, we absolutely smashed it. We, uh, we increased sales by reduced and we reduced costs. So um, he was really happy. He's like, right, let's just crack on. Let's just keep doing this. And so I was doing, working with Sai, uh, doing this on the side and working for the charity. And I was taking this toll. And I said, right, I'm going to start need, uh, uh, then he recommended me to someone else. So there's another piece of business that came in. So, I was loving all of it, but it got to a point where it's too much. So the free, and then and then that kind of was another reason why I kind of had to decide. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop working with Sai. Um, and then um, so I kind of ended that. Uh, ended that with Simon, um, in, in really good terms and stuff. Um, and he actually sold and, and his business as well, so he, he did quite well for himself. Um, but then, but then I was on. Okay, now from kind of the main salary to just these two and I was like okay I'm gonna have to really pound it and it was a hundred calls a day and so you know when you said earlier so um, this is a long-winded answer way of answering your question when you said okay how how do I now get this new business right so I was calling and calling and calling and calling every day hundreds I had just as long as I get through a hundred people were telling me to get a life they were telling me oh <laughs> like um like they're swearing at me words I can't say on this podcast literally I had it all and I'm not thick-skinned at all I take things to heart so every day it was just like I'm not looking forward to this but I had to do it I had to do it I, you know this is just had to keep going had to keep going had to keep going and then eventually I built it up and it got to a stage where I made a decent amount uh, uh coming in so I got to a stage where I was doing about 4,000 and I was like, right, now it's time to move to the big leagues. I need I need an office. Right, I can't work from uh, the house anymore. So I kind of hired, hired an office because I wanted to hire someone. And then, and I found a young lady, Megan, like wonderful, wonderful young lady. And then she um, she came on board. But then that's when I had to kind of learn how to manage people. And she was like my guinea pig and, and bless her. Um, she was great and kind of... We got like we worked really well together, but the business wasn't growing when she came on, and actually was declining. Um, and then at that point, I was like, right, I need to do something else. So I started a painting and decorating company just to kind of fill the void. She can see that, she could see that. So she got a few job offers because with what I was teaching at the time, it, you know, a few months in, it's gold. Right, you're gonna get job offers everywhere. So then, um, she got she got a job uh, somewhere else. Uh, TUI. She went to TUI. Right at the time and then um and then I met another young lady in the office and she was keen to work at Google and I said look give me like work with me for a bit and I can get you there uh it'd be, it'd be pretty straightforward and then she came on board and she left after four months but anyway so um I, I overachieved there so it was too quick I got there you too kind quick. of told her you were going to do that though yeah Come yeah work I did for me I'll, and I'll I get did, you there yeah but she's been pinnacle and this is the bit like I could have been sour she like she is like we are like so close now right and she's the one that got me into amazon it's because of her i got into amazon you switch your business model yeah switch the business model and i think this is the key thing you know when when people are looking for business like the google ad space is was saturated at the time so i'm trying to pick up business where there's so much competition 
So I had to, I constantly was just trying different things. I went, I tried Facebook ads. I tried web design. I tried Twitter ads. I tried Expedia ads. I tried TripAdvisor ads. I tried all of these things. None of them worked. And then we came across Amazon ads. This is about seven or so years ago. Emily called me up and said, I went for an interview at Amazon. They said, no agency's taking this seriously, George. Get on it. And I was like, okay, right. I don't really know what I'm doing, right? But I know Google ads and I know how to do a landing page. So I created a landing page. It said, Amazon ads expert, right? Put some Google ads behind it. It was 50p a click, right? At the time. So now, to give you some perspective, like 22 to $30 a click, right? It's 50p a click. It's, for this traffic it's $30 a click now no, oh easy yeah $30 a click especially in the US market it's $30 you can get away with up 20 25 pounds here yeah. that's how much it is so it's 50p it was dirt cheap traffic right so I, I just put traffic out that same day people were calling me now and they were like oh we've been looking for someone like you for so long because you had the landing page I had a landing page and but there's no one who did Amazon advertising at the time there was no agency that did Amazon ads right so they came to me right so this is a completely different perspective for me. Rather than me trying to persuade someone, they're coming to me. The sell was so much easier at this point, right? So then I said, okay, we're on to something here. And I said, look, first two, I said, look, I'll be honest with you. I've never done this before on Amazon, right? But I know Google ads incredibly well. And Amazon is incredibly basic compared to Amazon, right? It's, just, it's, in, it's in its infancy, right? So you told them the truth. I told them the truth, right? So I said to them, for, for two months, just don't pay me anything, Right? If you're happy with what I'm doing, then then let's talk numbers. But let, just just let me do this. And I said, okay, great. So did it. Oh my goodness, it was, it was, a third of the work of Google Ads. A third of the work. And I was like, okay, we're like this is something special here. And then we started we started charging double the amount we charge with Google Ads. And then after two months, they're like, yeah, George, just do it. And I said, okay, great. So we did it. So I had Tom. It was like the guy I got. So he's he's my third hire, and he's still with me now. He, he's he's ace. You kept Tom. He's ace. You've not told him to go to Amazon or he, to He's Google. ace. He, he is something special. He, he He's kind of stayed on. And anyway, so between the two of us, kind of learned the process. And then we got some blogs out. And I think this is the key thing. When you go into something, it's the, 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 uh, something that's undiscovered yet, the scary thing is it's unknown, right? You don't know if you're going to fail. But the opportunities are endless, right? Because this is the really cool bit. So we wrote an article about Amazon ads. We put it online. The founder of a company called Tychometrics reached out to us. So this is a huge firm in the US. They're one of the big software providers for Amazon. They look after right. at least, at a time, about 7% of all Amazon ads, right, through their software. So he reached out, said, George, we love what you're doing. Why don't you use our software? I was like, okay, we'll try it out. We tried it out. It was pretty good, right? So we, we said, okay, this is good. And this is the key thing. Okay, okay, before I move into the key thing, this is when I knew I messed up. I put all my Google Ads efforts into the UK, right? It was a very simple copy-paste switch from UK to US. I could have done on Google Ads to show my ads in the US. I reckon our company would have been mid-eight figures a year if I did that at the time, right? Because it was just much bigger market, bigger numbers. We could have really cleaned up, but we didn't do that. So two, year, two years down the line, I noticed I messed up. So I was like, right, I need to put all my efforts into the US now. So then he said to me, Alistair, he said, George, you and your team, you need to be at the Prosper Show. You cannot afford not to be at the Prosper Show. What's the Prosper Show? So the Prosper Show is one of the biggest Amazon seller events in the world. It's, pay it's based in Vegas, and it's a, it's a convention that happens once a year. They, they get world-renowned speakers. Do you know, for any industry, 
you know, forget the ads for a second, be at the major event in that industry. Mm. So you got told you need to be at this event. Yeah, but, but, but more than that, you said you need to be at this event and you need to be the sponsor. So you need to be one of the sponsors. And I, was like, I looked at the package, it was like seven grand, $7,000. And I was like, oh my God, I do not have $7,000. So I went to the bank, right? I said, hey, can you give me $12,000, right? 12,000 pounds. And they're like four, and I was like, uh, equipment um, to buy new computers for my team and stuff. Because they wouldn't give it to me to, for an event. So I took a huge gamble. And I said, like, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Right, right. And I've got a massive appetite for risk. Right? I didn't really think this through well, but I was like, right, I'm going to do this. Right. Right. So then I, I literally flew the whole team to Vegas. There's about seven or eight of us, the whole team to Vegas. We got a booth. And this is the crazy thing. We got there. There was no PPC company there. We were the only PPC management company at this event. Right. We were, we were next to multi-million pound companies. And at, at the time, we're doing a quarter of a million. Right, we were small fish. I knew this, and I was like, "Right, poker face, guys, poker face." Yeah, we couldn't believe it. One guy was like, "George, I went out for a cigarette, and I met this, 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 this um, Israeli guy. He has twelve accounts, and he wants us to manage it all." This guy, I just had lunch with this guy, and he wants us to manage it all. We were getting business from all over the place, right? And this is unreal. And then there was this one guy, and he's um, he's known in the space. Like he he he, his name's Kevin King, right? And he's a massive um. It's good influencer, yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah, King. yeah. He's a big influencer in the space. And when I heard him speak two months uh, before in New York, he held the room for an hour and a half. The content he shared was just phenomenal. All actionable content you can go away and do stuff with. And he really knew his stuff. He went and sat on the table right next to my booth, right, with this other guy, Steve, who I didn't know at the time, but he's a big dog, right. So they're sitting there in my booth, right. I was there with my with my colleagues, Antonio, I literally just left him, got some food and just sat right next to them and played it cool, right? So my, team, so my team was sitting on this side and then they were sitting on this side. So I was talking to my team and then I kind of played it cool and, hey, Kevin, it's nice to meet you. I'm George. You know, I, I heard you speak in the SGTG event in, in New York in January and it was great. And he went, oh, great. Uh, is this, is, so you asked me, is this your company? Is this all you? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, this is your team? And he went, yeah. And then he said to me at that point, George, I'm putting on a private event. This is for high-level sellers, at least a million a year plus sellers, right? Some will be doing over 100 million a year. It's going to be in Austin, Texas, and we are looking for some sponsors. Would you be interested? And I was like, done. Sign me up. And he went, don't even know how much it is, George. I said, Kevin, I want to be there. Just sign me up. Give me your card. He gave me his card, and I said, look, um, just I want to do this. And he goes, okay. So he's like, so he gave me a really good price at the time. He's like, George, I really like you. It's seven and a half thousand to sponsor, but I'm going to give it to you for five grand. And I said, look, I'm going to email you my American Express credit card. Just charge the card. Just charge it. I'm, I'm there, right? That event changed everything because we were in an intimate event with 50 to 60 sellers, all of them potential clients. And not only that, incredible relationships have come through that. that I have friends now that I've met at that event that we still kind of talk and do things with and that was kind of the birth of it so when we went into Amazon PPC at the time and then um, kind of learned how to do things and then at that point PPC started to become more saturated so more people got into the space but then at one of his events someone told me have you ever heard of the demand side platform like programmatic advertising programmatic advertising and I said yeah I heard of it but yeah. can't really do that with Amazon he goes no no you can 
So this is a way you can target people who have viewed certain items on Amazon. You can imagine the richness of this data, right? Someone who's bought um, uh, a coffee machine, they're yeah. probably going to want to test out their new coffee machine, different coffee beans, right? You can target anyone who's just bought a coffee machine with additional coffee bean products, right? I said, I want access to this platform. I want I want it. And then he was, yeah. So this one guy was like, I'll give it to you. Um, you can probably do it through my account, but let's talk when we get back. And he didn't never responded to me. Right, so I was like, right. I, I went on for four hours a day on LinkedIn to find anyone who worked at Amazon who could potentially give me access to my own entity, right? This is this is gold, right? And I just emailed and emailed and emailed. And then two to three weeks down the line, someone came back to me and said, oh, the guy you need to speak to, funny enough, his name's Jeffrey, right? <laughs> so two guys sent me the same email as Jeffrey. And I was like, okay, great. I was like, I need, I need access to Amazon ESP. And it was so easy. He went, yeah, sure. I'm just going to send you an agreement. Just sign it. And then we'll have, we'll give you your own entity so you can actually have access to do this platform. And I was like, this is unreal. So bearing in mind, I had this guy who was doing like eight figures a year, a year on Amazon St. George. Get get it on as fast as possible because I have some money to throw at you to test this test this out. It's desperate. Then I had another guy again, eight figures, and they were like, "George, we want to do it. Hurry up, get it." So I had some pressure. So I got it, and then he was like, "Then he didn't explain to me when I looked at the contract. It's a UK entity." And I was like, "I wanted the US entity." He goes, "No, US, you got to be doing a hundred thousand ad spend a month to kind of get that." And I was like, "Okay, well, what's the alternatives?" I found a way around. I went through like a third party to begin with. Got access to the US. And that gave us the biggest edge for about three years. Like, biggest edge over everyone because we were the only ones. We, they gave me money to test with it. There was no guide on how to do it. Like, we basically wrote a curriculum on how to do DSV ads, right? So we took a bit from the, the company that supported us, but they were more, they weren't focused on endemic advertisers, which is kind of set those who sell on Amazon, so brands that sell on Amazon. They were focused more on kind of anything outside of Amazon. So they helped us kind of introduce it. But then we wrote the whole layout. And then we went, you know what? So my team thought I was crazy for this, right? But whenever any agency reached out and said, hey, we not want some help, I just told them this is how you do it. Here's my SOP. We spent our ages working on it. Just take it. And they were like, well, do you want any money for it? I said, no, just, just take it. So we're just giving it to anyone. I was like, like, there's enough in this space for many people. I'm, I'd rather have like, good relationships than, than like, mess things up. So now... I was like, right, whatever. And you know what? Every time we gave this stuff away, more stuff came in. And I was like, great. Like, there's enough for everyone to eat. Like, I'm, I'm, you have to understand, like, I never thought the business would get to where it is. Like, I ne- like never in my wildest dreams. So I'm, I'm so content and happy at that well, point. Look, there's a number of things that you've said here. I mean, I think this is a story of, like, you are Mr. Nice Guy, yeah? Not, you've not got thick skin. You take everything personal. But you jump in. You're 100% in. You're willing to take the risk. That story of going to the bank and getting the 12 grand, taking yourself over there. Come on, poker face, guys. Finding a way. Yeah. Finding a way and and look at the result that you've had. I mean, are you number one in your space? No. No way. No, no, no. Um, We're not not number one at the space. In the UK, yeah, we're we're like, we're up there. Um, But I think, I think there's, there's, doors that have been open for certain people and the one area that we've not managed to break through is kind of enterprise level accounts like big but brands you have got relationships with key players oh yeah all of them around the world yeah, yeah what's they... the secret to that to developing that relationship with the big players all around the world 
integrity and consistency. Integrity tells more. Okay, so once you're into these, like once you're sitting on the table, you have to bear in mind, like you're 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 sitting next to human beings, right? Then they're not they like, they have lives, point. right? So. I'm not the smartest person in the room. Like, I can honestly admit that. People know that. My team are way more smarter than me. So when people ask me to speak at events, I'm like, why me and not yeah. this guy who knows it way better than me? I say, oh, we want you because you're the owner. And I say, yeah. Which I think is just, you get much better content and delivery from this person, but fine, I'll do it. But, you know, if someone asks me a question, I, I would say, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, let me get back to you. Someone on my team will know. And that's kind of my, my, uh, my point. I'm not going to try and waffle on. Um, but I think, the main thing is I'm my superpower is people. I'm really I think I'm really good with just people, you know. And when you're sitting next to these people, you, the question that they don't get asked is how, how you doing? How how's life? How's your wife? How how's your kids? You know. So is that what you do? Yeah. What, what what's, what's what's new? Like, t- tell me a bit. All they do is talk about business. Let's just talk about something. Let's, what do you got? Let's let's go and let's go to that um, this live band over there. Let's go mm-hmm. let's go watch them. Let's let's go and spend time together and do that. And I think what happens is they end up noticing okay he's just an okay, he's an okay guy to hang out with and i think the the main thing is always reminding people how people remember how you make them feel more than what you yeah, say or anything like that. and and i think that's the main thing is that let, let me just never ask for anything from anyone and if i can i will help in any way i can now it's a different level well it is a different level because not only have you built your business yeah you've got a mastermind group of all of the bigwigs from all how over you, the world that want to come this? to work. To, and you bring them all together. You bring the bigwigs all together. I can't... Well, you've done your research, haven't you? Um, yeah, so... So so at that point, it was more relationships. So it was more, okay, let me just get to know these people and I got to know them. And then there was a few people who were a little bit weird with me. They were a little bit kind of... They didn't want to know who... I, and I said, you know what? I'm like... Th- let's just... Don't waste time with them. You know, if they don't want to conversate, and and I've, and I've had people where I've been introduced, I, I I go to speak and they just walk away. Do you wear your hat when you come? Are you wearing your are you natural like this? Yeah, yeah. This is when I learned. So when I was in the US, in the UK, I used to wear shirts. I used to wear <laughs> nice clothes. I used to try and look presentable. And then I went to the US, and you got these guys, big sellers, like massive brands. They're wearing a cap. They're wearing the tightest T-shirt and they've got a pot belly. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, they can they have no care of like how they dress. And to be honest, it's gotten to a stage now where I'm just like, I want people to not, I, I would rather be seen as the the least significant in the room and just like, just quietly just look around and rather than try and try and present myself as something better than I am. So anyway, so I like that. And in this space, they all know who I am and it's not really a big deal. And, and I don't, there's nothing I want from anyone, right? So I'm pretty content with how things are going. But um, so that was that stage where I didn't really have much to offer. But then now my network has grown, right? So I know all the big sellers. And I'm all, all I'm doing is just taking information. Well, how do you do this? Or what, what do you do here? Or how do you do that? And then then I'll meet another massive seller. And I'll be like, oh, I'm having issues with this. And I said, all right, okay, stay there. Let me go and find this person. And let me connect to you. And then I said, "Hey, uh, you're good at this. You're good at kind of, um, I don't know, like inventory and logistics." He's really struggling. He's bit, he's a big brand. Why don't you guys talk? And then at the end of it, that George, I got more value from 
the connections you made at this event than anything else. So people kept saying that to me. I was like, okay. So I thought, okay, let me take it up a notch. So I was like, right, let <laughs> me, let, let, so we went back to Prosper uh, in Vegas. I said, right, let me, let me, let me do a dinner um, for the bigger sellers because there's a whole load of small sellers here and I think they're getting a little bit kind of annoyed that they can't speak to someone on their level. So I said, right. So I invited five that big sellers. Hey, I'm doing some dinner on the day. I said, like, dinner, this place, really nice uh, Japanese restaurant. Um, come along five o'clock I'll, I've got it covered I'll pay for it and they're like okay and then and they're like oh god can I bring this friend he he, he too is a massive seller I said like, yeah of course you can just bring him along and then they brought a few more of these massive sellers uh, and brands and then it, it was like 12 and I was like oh my goodness so my network has just grown so naturally over a meal right for someone that said 20 minutes ago they didn't have thick skin you know, where do you get your courage from to go for it like this? It's, 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 it's like there was gaps. So I see gaps. And then when I see gaps, I just want to fill it. And there's no there's no trying to make some money off it or anything like that. It's just, here's a gap. There's all these big sellers and they keep telling me, oh, it's just yeah. so annoying now. This, this event is so saturated with a lot of service providers are trying to sell them stuff. There's a lot of small sellers are trying to just sap information and learn from them. They want to be around other people that like themselves. I said, okay, well, I could, I could do that. Let me just try it. Oh, I drive my team crazy. Well, you've brought people together by connecting them. Yeah. A lot of people don't bring people together because the, the threat of, well, they don't need me anymore if I connect them. But the, the perception for you is you run the mastermind now. Yeah, so 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 the way that came up is I said, right, the first year is I'm, I said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make any money at this event. I'm just going to run an event in London and I'm going to invite people from all over the world. So I think the uh, did it first time last year. I think we had like 300 million in the room in total revenue together. And that was like 15, 16 people, right? And then I, I, I was bold and I invited some, like two, I invited like a few massive sellers. Like these are like nine figure sellers, right? And I didn't include them, their numbers in there because it would just skewed everything. You know, doing over 100 million a year. Um, and I said, look, do you want to come to my event? And they said, yes. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> right? I was like, this is crazy. So they all came and they blew everyone away because at this event, everyone was like, George, you should speak at the event. I was like, nope, it's not about me. They all, everyone knows what I do. Most of the room yeah. wasn't my client. It's not about me. It's about them. And then I made them do the work. So I said to them, what are you good at that you can share? And what are you not good at that you can learn from someone else? So I made a list. I made intros on, on, on kind of who needed to speak to who and the presentations that came out were just absolutely outstanding, right? Phenomenal. But um, like a huge thing came from that because one of the, hands down, one of the best speakers I've ever heard in my life, one of the most intelligent people I've ever, ever, ever met in this space who knows Amazon more than anyone I've ever like, come across was this chap called Matt. Um... And then we had a relationship. He came to the event and we kind of got to know each other and now he's my business partner. So... Uh, when was that? What? The, when was the event when uh, you met Matt and he became your business partner? I met... I think last year, February in France, uh, and event, that, in the castle. Uh, and, and now he's your business partner. And then and then he came to my event last year and then as of July this year, he's always business partner. And do you both sort of manage it from above, like the full team underneath, or is he more intricate in it? Because you know you're on four hours a week, yeah? I'm on more now because of him. <laughs> I, it's just so much fun. Like, it's just so much fun. But there's a... So, so anyway, so I went from 
like um, uh, 16 hours to four hours. Then I got bored. and Because you need purpose. That's a cycle, by the way. There's yeah. a lot of people that do exactly that, yeah. yeah. And then, so I got bored. And then I moved on to, okay. And then my PA, she was great at that PA, Julie, at the time. She said, George, it's really wise. She said, you should only do jobs that you can drop at an instant. Just in case your health goes bad, just you can drop at an instant. So don't do anything where you're going to need to require commitment. So all the jobs that I do is stuff that I could drop in an instant, right? So... So I did that and then I moved, I kind of evolved it now to what is the things that only I can do, that no one else can do. Do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm focusing, this is where I think I'm more unique to most people. I'm sp- focusing 95% of my time on the business all the time. I'm not working in the business. Anymore. Yeah. I have no idea the, like, the day-to-day run-ins. Yeah. So I'm spending most of my time. You see, that is the key to... Rapid growth, isn't it? The yeah. amount of time that you're working on your business. Yeah. How has that changed from day one then? What do you mean? You know, because now you're doing 95% of your time on the business. Yeah. When you started, I'm guessing you were doing it all of it in the business, yeah. doing it all yourself. Oh, like some of the things at the moment that we're doing is, is game changing, right? Because I'm, I only need to make, I, I think I only really need to make a few decisions a year, but I really need to just constantly be thinking. So, I mean, I'm getting more involved now. Interesting. I'm, I'm getting more involved now, but I'm I'm here with a big decision. So, um, like one of the things that we're doing now with SEO, the whole SEO landscape's changed. Uh, I've signed NDAs on this. I'm not allowed to talk about it but um, in detail, but the way you do SEO has completely changed. As of when? Um, a few months ago, there's a there's a there's a chap going around. He's, He's in July, August, two thousand twenty-three. I found out about it uh, June this summer, um, and we're putting all of our efforts now into how do we make this work, right? And and I'm talking. This is we're not going to see the result of this until the end of the year, but we're putting crazy hours and um, finances and everything into it right now. Because if that blows up, then Again, it's it's always about finding that edge. Like, what is the new thing that we can jump jump into? Matt coming on board with us now, he's flipped everything upside down. The way we do all of our management, it's 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 so much more superior. Right. Like so much more superior. Another thing to bear in mind is I knew my superpower was people. When I got better, I went crazy. I went to twenty one events around the world this year so far. In the last year. This year. This year, right, between, between, between January and June. It's beautiful. I mean, look, let me just echo some points here. I know my super strength. I've been to 21 events this year. Yeah. You you only know how to go big. You only know how to go serious and jump have in. Have to, have to. And then I drove my team crazy because I was like, George, it's another flight. Where are you going now? I was like, I have to go here. And then whilst I'm at an event, like, oh, there's an event in Bali. I said, like, yeah, I'll be there. And I remember there was one time we went from New York back home. Uh, uh, Prague, Estonia, then Puerto Rico. I had to come home for one day for a wedding, then Bali, <laughs> and 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 then back home. And it was I was, I was broken. But I was like, oh my goodness, I just want to be home. Bro- now. Broken and happy. I was so happy. Yeah. Oh, but it's like, and you go into these like incredible resorts, incredible, phenomenal resorts, and then my team were like ROI, George ROI. Like you need to think about the ROI about these events. But actually, those relationships are making. It's so like it's it's. Sitting down with someone who is incredibly intelligent, spending time with them, getting to know them, and then they share something they don't share with most people. And it's like, oh my God, 
this whole event has been forget that I spent thousands to sponsor this event and spent so much on flights and just incredible accommodation. Just one conversation, this one evening is gonna is gonna pay for all of this. And that's the thing. So for me, I'm always a visionary. I'm always thinking it's this, not, this it's is not what you do, huge. it's who you know. Yeah, and whatever yeah, and this is gonna be huge. So I'm so when my team don't see the the results on it, there's been three times where I maxed out the bank account. Maxed it out. And I was like, trust me guys, it's for the good. Right? And they're like, ah, oh, but we have no like where's the money coming? Just get a loan or something. Get, I don't know. We'll sort it out, right? And then it always comes back. So I I'm not reckless spending the money on things like like outside the business. I'm I I will spend it on connecting. On connecting and in, in the business. Well, you, you mentioned earlier on, was I said was one of the keys or secrets I've probably said, and you said integrity and consistency. Yeah, and I think, I think there's something else there. I think connecting has been part of your yeah. secret ingredients and playing to your strengths. Yeah, you know, relationship building, developing friendships, not being egotistical, letting other people share the good stuff. Yeah, having a non sort of. You're not threatened by anyone else, neither. Yeah, and then and, and then culture is a huge element of it as well. I think um, my team. How do you attract A players then, for for your customers and your team? Because you you do. I've done my research behind. You're attracting A players all the time. There's a few elements. So Jamie, my um, uh, business coach, action coach, he's been. I, okay, I don't. I, I don't know. I haven't even mentioned him. Like. When people message me and say, oh, what's the ROI on him? I was like, I can't put a price on what the, what the guy's done because the one part I forgot to mention is when I got to a stage where I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm working 16 hours a day. This is un, unsustainable now. I thought, okay, I can go into an account, the PPC account, and I can figure out what's wrong and opportunities instantly and figure it out. There must be someone who could do that with business. Someone who's been in loads of businesses, yeah. not theory, but actual practical, practically been in businesses that can help me, right? So I was like, right. Uh, so I kind of knew who Jamie was at the time and kind of done some stuff together. I said, look, I'm just going to reach out. And Jamie did say to me, look, what, we can work together once you get to half a million and then just call me. So I, we, we kind of surpassed that at that point. And I said, I said, Jamie, I think I need your help. So he came in and he goes, and he asked me this one question, which is so simple, but I just couldn't answer it. And he said, what do you want? And I was like, what do you mean? And he went, what, do you want more profit? Do you want more growth? Do you want more time? Do you want um, more revenue, uh, more profit? Uh, all these things, right? So I said, Jamie, I just need some time. I really need some time, right? So we had, so I created a board. So I created this whole board. And I shared it with the team. And I said, look, March, this is, uh, I think, Feb, uh, June. This is around June, July. I said, by March next year, I want to go away for a whole month with no phone, no connected, connected to nothing. And I just want to be able to just live, right? And just do what I want, okay? Help me do this. So we put all the jobs that I do and we looked at okay, who can in the team take that on and who can we externally yeah. um, outsource this to, right? So then we figured all that out and then Jamie was just literally, we were just hiring. Like, and we got this wrong a few times, right? But we were hiring and he was gold at like the interview process, asking the right questions. And it was, it was the, the most fun thing to watch, right? Him on an interview. He said the wrong thing and he'll catch you out. And yeah, so um, so we did that. We didn't achieve that by March the following year. We achieved it by December. Because 
you'd work you'd work backwards from March yeah. and, and you'd just yeah. you, you'd follow through on what you'd said. Literally we just went I went I went ham on this. I'm, I don't care about growing anymore, I just want time now. We've got we're in a good place. And so November, end of November, we reached it. And then um you got this like little schedule thing you got with coaches and I just scheduled fifteen minutes and I was like, Jamie, I'm struggling. He goes, Well what's wrong? And I went, I don't know what to do with my time and he went, Well, go I don't know, go take them out for lunch. He's like, Well I did that. That's, <laughs> that's an hour and a half. What do I do with my time? And he went I don't know, this is what you asked for. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So then it's like, okay, right. So we achieved it. I didn't know what to do with myself, right? So then, this is a crazy thing, right? And this is a bit off topic, but December, I just, I was so used to working so many hours. December, I just went flat out into cryptocurrency, right? Went crazy into cryptocurrency, right? And I just learned as much as I could. And then I just went all in, right? And then by the following year, I made half a million. And then I just got out. In crypto? Yeah. Uh, there you go yeah so I bought a nice car bought an extra flat and then I was out right and I put a bit of money uh, into the business and then I took everyone to Mexico you see this is what happens yeah when you follow through and working on your business and getting it right you give yourself all of this time to earn more money yeah to invest in shares and crypto and another business and buy more property yeah but it's deeper than that because in January that year, honestly, this is a godsend and it rolls me up every time I talk about this because by January, that's when I got inflammatory bowel disease. I got I got the diagnosis on the 4th of January um, and then I had oats with golden syrup, not knowing that the golden syrup would trigger me. That put me in bed bound for four months. Four months. Jamie, honestly, I always tell him, like, there's no ROI with this. That, that, that forget ROI, he saved the business. Because for four months, I couldn't do anything, but I had the structure in place so it could run itself. The funniest thing is, it grew faster without me <laughs> in it. All I did in those four months, I literally just, I, I forgot, the, well, I didn't get around to doing the last piece was just payroll. I just had to do payroll at the end of the month, and that was it. And literally four months, it took me out. And that was honestly... Um, Amazing, and 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 I think that's a key thing as well. When you get your business to a certain level, you cannot afford to be the bottleneck. You, it needs to be self-sufficient. You should never ever rely on one individual. It needs to be kind of positioned that it can kind of sustain itself. I do. I do want to ask you one other question before I've got some quick questions for you. You mentioned this probably in the first ten minutes. Ensure we finish well. Yeah, which is about delivery of you what the customer wants yeah yeah how important is that being for your success in your business like a a crazy amount like finishing well like relationships are the key thing you know people talk about you and i think um anyone that finishes like bad like like we will you know if anyone in any if we don't get the results that they were anticipating even if we think that they're wrong we will do all we can to finish well we will pay them back the last month's fee we will we will extend our management for another month we'll do everything those trust pilot reviews we need to keep them good (laughs) so like we have really strong trust pilot reviews because other people will see it and there's been times when people went you know what you didn't get the results i wanted but the way you handled all of this has been has been huge and look i can honestly say to you as well before matt came on board we got into a position where we were stuck and this is where a lot of people can be delusional and not really honest with themselves. We didn't have a superior product to what was in the market. It was the same, 
right? And we were about to go down this very dangerous route, which was going cheaper than everyone else. It's dangerous. I don't like it. And I, and, and, it, and it unsettled me. And it, I'm telling you, people can see it in my face from January this year. I was like, okay, this is a big problem. We've got all these people who are, who, who are more intelligent and sharing much more sophisticated things than we are. Like, you know, teams of engineers who know how to do this at a level that we're just not at. And we've got this great clientele and our strong points was effort and communication. Like, those two things kind of, we did really well. And obviously we got good results for some accounts. We just, luck of the draw, we got some good accounts. But we needed to level up. And this is when Mac came on. I, when I shared this with the team, I was in tears. I was like, oh, this is, he signed the contract. It's going to happen now. And he's just proven us completely right. Like, like literally now, it's getting everything to a certain level. And I think... This, See, that's hiring people better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 so uh, so I I was like long with this. So to answer your question about how to hire A players, there's a whole range of things that we do, right? So um, A players will probably are like A players are likely to know other A players. So ask them. That's a good point. So ask those A players. Who else do you know that is at your level that you can recommend? Right? They will not embarrass themselves and bring someone in who's not an A player. The key there is who else do you know that's at your level? At your level. That's right? a compliment at the same time, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because they, um, they know they're good. Now, another thing is, um, so our interview process has advanced now. So uh, we make everyone do IQ tests, aptitude tests, personality tests, uh, as well as in interviews yeah. before we hire them. Um, and then it's just kind of, and it's still, you're not going to get that 100%. That we kind of still push, and I think the key thing to bear in mind as well is, I was listening to a podcast somewhere, but they were saying how, like, statistically, if you sit a B player next to an A player, uh, a bunch of A players, that B player will become an A player. But if you sit an A player next to a bunch of B players, they won't stay around long. And this is the th- the key thing I'm always worrying is is how can I make my A players not only get more, but how can I make the ones that I have stay. It's a really good share that that whole analogy that you just said there is just picture says a thousand words. Really uh, fascinating story, by the way. It's amazing stuff in there. I've got some quick questions for you here. What's what's your favorite book that you've ever read? The Culture Code. Daniel Coyle. Yeah. Have you read The Talent Code? Is is the other one? No. Oh, that's okay. you want to, you want to hear players. You read the talent I'll, code. Okay, I'll put that in my list. Yeah, so yeah. so the culture code, Daniel Coyle, and uh, the talent code. The talent code was is original. All research, unbelievable book. And I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's never been mentioned on a podcast before ever. You know, so yeah. favorite movie. Um, Man on Fire. Oh, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Now that is a story. Yeah. Man on fire. He is on fire in that movie, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's just all action-packed. You yeah. must, you, you like that, that that kind of yeah. movie, do you? Yeah. Taken, Man on Fire. Yeah. I love uh, action films. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Favourite holiday destination? You've been to loads of places. This is really hard. Um, different. Pl- I, I, okay, I can break it down to two. There's two places that I would happily go next week if... I could find a, a kind of a reason to go. Um, Bermuda. Yep. 
I love Bermuda. It's the place that sells me. Uh, I've got a few friends out there as well, so I go... Have you been through the triangle? Yeah, well, yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. I made it through all the time, so each time. Um, so Bermuda's one, and then the New Orleans. Uh, right. New Orleans is another, another favourite spot of mine. And if you could have any superpower, what would it be? A move in between time. So be able to go back yeah, yeah. and just reminisce in certain places and then go forward and know what's happening and know what's coming. So be able to move between time. Yeah. like it. And are you an early bird or night owl? I switch, but naturally I'm, a, I'm an early bird. Natu- How early? Um, I used to get up 6am all the time, but now I prioritise sleep. So there's, I have, well, How many hours sleep do you get at night? I'm fortunate to have the luxury of being able to just not have, have to get up early. So, I, I, so I've got an aura ring and I ensure that I, yeah. I sleep eight, nine hours a day, every day. Yeah, aura ring measures all of your sleep patterns. Yeah. It tells you how deep you've been sleeping, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so you get eight to nine hours sleep per night. Yeah. If you could have one day in somebody else's life, who would you choose? Mandela. Why did you? Why would you choose Mandela? How can you be so compassionate? And keep going after so many years being locked up in prison. I think just that part of his life after he leaves prison. I Compassionate think, and persistence. Yeah. It's definitely got it, hasn't it? You know, incredible human mm-hmm. being. And who've been the three biggest trusted advisors in your life? Um, so there's a guy called Andrew Moore, rest in peace, a wonderful man. Um, what, what did you get from Andrew? Uh, so he advised me a lot with the business stuff when I was starting off. Yeah, advised at the start. Yeah, who else? Uh, a guy called Graham Clayden. He's my spiritual guide. Uh, so anything in life that's unsettling, he's yeah. like a good good guy to, to, to talk to. Oh, he's an old boy. Has Christianity really helped you? Christianity is the centre of everything I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the centre of all Yeah, and, and, you know, I noted on my notes here earlier on, you've done a lot of volunteering as well. I still do. You still do? Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how many successful people all volunteer. The reason I set the business up was I could have more time to do the Christian youth camps that we have in right. the summer. And I still do that now, and I'm on the board of trustees. Um uh, and I try and get as, as involved as I can with that. I, I do t- youth clubs every week at my church as well. They're, they're just my favourite things. And and these are things that I uncom- do not compromise. Yeah. I'm there. So three biggest trusted advisors in your life. Oh, and the last one uh, is Jamie. What, what do you get from Jamie? Uh, advice about business and people. Yeah, he's your coach. So yeah, he's my uh, business coach, yeah. Business and people. Yeah. And... If there's one thing that the listeners should do, having listened to this, what would you encourage them to do? Do. Just do. Like, there's so many people who procrastinate. Do. Like, if you if you do 10 things in the next five years, 10 things, nine of them fails, who cares? That one that, that, that works out will change everything. Like, I was talking about my successes today. Matt, we would need five hours to talk about all the times I have just epically flopped. But I will just keep doing and doing and doing. Just do. That's 
One do, word. Do you know what? Like, I it's really struggling to have a favourite bit. I love the fact that you you said right at the start it can destroy you. I love the fact that then you said you've got to finish well. Every customer, we, we must finish well. But my favourite bit of today has been observing how committed you've been literally going around the world to connect with the world's best. And in doing so, you've become the epicenter for the world's best, even in your mastermind and, you know, the story of getting going to Vegas and the Japanese restaurant that you brought the five or ten people that, that mm. came to it. The one thing to also include in that, it is so much fun, right? So just bear that in mind, like, that doing that stuff is... I get such a kick from it, yeah. right? So it's not like, oh, it's Monday. This is, oh, my goodness, like, what's today going to bring? Oh, I'm going to this event. I'm so excited. So it's like going on holiday every single time. So obviously yeah, it wears you out, and there's some events that are not as good as others, but, yeah, it's so much fun. What's been your favourite part of today, this conversation? All of it. I don't think I can really... It's good to kind of put things into perspective and just kind of realise, okay, this is where, where, where I'm at now. And actually, it's, 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 very, it's very unusual for like someone like my age and stuff to be in this position. So, um, well a lot of gratitude, yeah. Thank you. George Marissa, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey there, James here with an exciting announcement. The BizX Awards is coming to the ACC Liverpool from the 18th to the 19th of April with an incredible lineup of speakers. You're going to meet the likes of Stephen Mulher, Donald Miller, Deborah Meaden, and many, many more. Book your spot right now at thebizx.co.uk. See you next time.